The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is Tuesday, August the 16th. And there is much to discuss. I uh, might have the volume up just a touch on this, so... So maybe we would turn it down just a little bit, but uh, yes, a lot to get into. I apologize for the missed Monday show. There's a lot going on in uh, my world, in the business world, elsewhere outside of college football, but there is much to get into with college football for sure. So we will be diving into uh, the AP poll, Miles Brennan, the Kentucky, all of this good stuff. We're going to talk about all of it, but first, let me go ahead and tell you. The Pick'em Contest will be back this season. I am pairing up with uh, somebody, and I'll announce it eventually, probably next week, heading into week zero. But uh, but yeah, we're going to be giving away gift cards, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have the Pick'em Contest back so that you guys can join in the fun with me, and I am certainly looking forward to that. I'll give you all the details later, once we get there. Um, The schedule. For Winning Cures Everything going forward into the season, starting up uh, after week zero, we're going to have three shows a week, all right? Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I will be live with reactions and recaps of Saturday's biggest games, etc. Week one, it's going to be a little weird because, obviously, Labor Day weekend, etc. There's going to be a lot going on. We've got the Sunday night game. We've got the Monday night game. But I'm going to react to... Everything that happened on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on Sunday. So every Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, going to go through the whole slate. Probably an hour, hour and a half show. Pretty long show. Uh, The podcast will be out on Monday morning. Tuesday night, there will be no live YouTube show on Tuesday night. I will record a show. That podcast will come out on Wednesday morning. But the segments, or at least a few of them, the ones that I deem... Uh, worthy, I suppose, will be out on Tuesday evening. So watch the YouTube channel for that. But if you want the full show, you got to go subscribe to the podcast. And also, Thursday, the pick show, CFB preview, all that kind of, and all of this is going to be college football content. I think you guys have caught on to that by now. But uh, but yes, Thursday, 6 p.m. show. Um, that'll be 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, but that's the pick'em. And then, of course, that podcast will be out on Friday morning, bright and early, 
at 4 a.m. Central Time. So if you are ready to rock and roll, I am as well. Hopefully you subscribe, you like the video, all those fun things. Now, let's dive into the first topic of the day, and that would be the AP poll was released. The AP preseason top 25, and I have it on the screen here, of course, with uh, with Dennis Dodd. Lots of fun. But let's go through, we'll go through all 25 very quickly. 1 through 10, Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Baylor coming in at number 10. Number 11, Oregon, Oklahoma State, North Carolina State, uh, USC, Michigan State, Miami, Pitt, Wisconsin, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Now, the last five, we have Ole Miss, Wake Forest, and then your next round of Big 12 teams, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU comes in at 25. Tennessee was unranked. Texas was unranked. Iowa unranked. Penn State, uh, etc. Right? There's a lot. Now, every year, we know that somebody, somewhere, is going to drop out of this top 10. And somebody is going to come from unranked to jump into the top 10. Bill Conley did a really interesting write-up on this over at ESPN. I would highly suggest that you go and check it out. Uh, I thought I had it pulled up somewhere. But it explains that there's typically two teams that fall from top 10 to unranked. And there's typically uh, about two teams that will jump up to be ranked in the uh, top 10. So let's take a look. Who are the top 10 teams that are most likely to completely fall out of the polls this year? And I've got multiple options, and obviously anybody that I say in this is not going to be happy that I'm actually calling out their team. I understand that. But let's take a look at it, okay? Baylor is in at number 10. Obviously, they are the lowest-ranked top 10 team. They are, like, number 126 in the country as far as returning production goes. Uh, They do have really strong lines of scrimmage. They are strong in the trenches. What if Blake Shapin doesn't pan out? Right? What if uh, the running back, the, the skill guys that they are replacing, what if the new guys don't catch on quick enough? This year's schedule, a little more difficult. You got to go to Provo. You got all. You got a bunch of road games and whatnot. Got to go to Oklahoma, etc. This is one that I could certainly see happening. All right, so Baylor's one. Texas A&M. They just did this same thing last year. They were a top 10 team heading into the season, and they dropped completely out of the polls. Again, they've got a very difficult schedule. It's not outside the realm of possibilities. It looks like Haynes King is going to be the starter there. Do we think that all of a sudden their offensive problems are going to be fixed? Are they all of a sudden going to be able to hit explosive plays? I mean, if not, it's going to be really difficult. So Texas A&M is one. And then I put on here Notre Dame. Avery Davis, we got the news. I'm going to talk about that uh, after the first break. But Avery Davis, the wide receiver being out, that is, um, I mean, that hurts for them. Uh, and you've also got a really difficult schedule if you're Notre Dame. Now, obviously, there are good things that you can find here with Notre Dame. Obviously, there's a reason why they are preseason ranked number five, but you do have a first-time head coach. You do have uh, all kinds of things that are changing inside that program. There's a lot of hype, but if you come out and get whipped in week one against Ohio State... What does that change, right? Does it change things going forward? Do you end up losing a game to North Carolina? Do you lose to Clemson and USC and Ohio State? 
do you lose in Las Vegas to BYU? I mean, there's a lot of landmines on this schedule. This is still a great program, but what, what does Notre Dame need as far as losses to stay in the top 25? Do, do you fall out if you're 8-4? and four? Possibly. I mean, Texas A&M just did it. So, yeah, those are the ones that I think could fall out. As far as the teams that could go from unranked to the top 10, Tennessee, very possible. That schedule, it's not super easy, but you can navigate that thing, right? There are ways that they can actually get those wins, um, and it's not just brutal game after brutal game, right? They've got breaks in there where they can fit that. Uh, Texas. Yes, I understand. Quinn Ewers is not the starter right now. It doesn't look like. Uh, but there are still playmakers everywhere, even without some of the injuries. Again, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, but Texas does have talent. Year two, under Steve Sarkeesian, maybe this is the culture-building uh, building project. We'll see. Penn State, unranked, could be a top-10 team. Sean Clifford, in year however many, this is the first time that he's actually been with the same offensive coordinator two years in a row. If he didn't have the injury last year, maybe could have been. I mean, they were a top-10 team at one point. Probably could have finished a little bit stronger. Likely wouldn't have that loss to Illinois. Likely wouldn't have the loss to Iowa. I mean, there's all kinds of things here, right? So, Penn State, if they stay healthy. New running game. You got a, you got some new toys at wide receiver. Parker Washington's still great. Uh, we'll see about that offensive line, but regardless. And then, just an outlier, Kansas State. Their win total sits at 6.5. If Adrian Martinez hits for Chris Kleiman, that could be a really fun team. And to schedule, again, that sets up pretty nicely. Pretty nicely. So, I do like Kansas State. Uh, we'll see. I don't know that they'll be a top 10 team, but they, they could certainly surprise some people, I think. All right, we'll move on from there, and let's chat about Baton Rouge. Miles Brennan has decided that he is going to uh, retire from football. He is going to quit football. He was informed that he is not going to be uh, the starting quarterback for the LSU Tigers. And I don't know that I blame him. Miles Brennan has been the next guy up for a long, long time now. He had plenty of opportunities to go and play elsewhere after this past season, and Brian Kelly talked him into staying in Baton Rouge. He didn't win the job, and that's okay, but I look at this, and it does kind of, it doesn't it doesn't get to me, I will say that. Um, I've had people in the comments talking about how much I scratch my nose. I live in Memphis, Tennessee. It is allergy season. It is driving me insane. So, that is, uh, that is the way that it goes. Uh, Tiger Nation, over the last five years, I have given all of my body, heart, and soul to LSU football. Playing for LSU has been a dream come true. Wearing the purple and gold, running into Death Valley, winning a national championship, starting at quarterback for the LSU Tigers. What more could a kid ask for? I will never forget the time that I have spent and the memories I've made here, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right? You can go read it over on Miles, uh, uh, his Twitter page. So, looking at this... Um, I'm not mad at him for quitting. Uh, I think if he wasn't going to be the quarterback at LSU for his, what is it, sixth season? I mean, he's been there for a long, long time. If he wasn't going to be the quarterback at LSU, then why keep going with this? I mean, the he had that just ridiculous injury. He's had multiple injuries 
right? Uh, broke his arm. On, what was it? A fishing trip or something along those lines? I mean, it was something crazy. Uh, he's just had a run of bad luck, and I don't know. I mean, I brought this up in their team preview. Like, I don't know that he necessarily fits exactly what Brian Kelly wants to do as far as the LSU offense is concerned. Now, I like Miles Brennan. I wish he would like. I think he's a better passer than anybody that's on the roster right now, but I don't know that he fits the offense. So that's where the question comes in. But uh, but yeah, looking at this, I, I found this interesting from Darren Ravel, and this is a big reason why Miles Brennan uh, should kind of be a a precursor. Why it's smart to not get. Uh, how about this? To not overreact to all of the NIL stuff going on, all of the collectives, etc. It look at the list of NIL deals that Miles Brennan had: Raising Canes, Smoothie King, Game Coin, Small Sliders, Hollingsford, Richards, Ford. He didn't play a single game since signing, but because NIL deals cannot be based on performance, he keeps all the money. Eventually, the market will correct itself when it comes to NIL. Bottom line, it will correct itself. Like, I know that it seems a little crazy right now, but eventually you have enough of this happen. You pay a player before they've reached their potential, before they are able to fully grasp the stardom. And, yeah, a lot of people are going to get really irritated about it. So that is the way that it goes with this. So um, we'll move off of that, and we will talk about the Kentucky coaching issue. Um, <laughs> good gracious, six alive in the morning. Uh, just a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. Now, for those unaware, the Kentucky coaching situation looks like this. Uh, John Calipari is coaching the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team down in the Bahamas. And... He called together a bunch of the beat writers that are currently on the trip and talked to them about needing a new practice facility. Now, I understand the situation there. Apparently, he had to cancel practice because of a leak in the roof. That basketball facility is about mm, 15 years old from what I understand. Football just had a brand new $200 million football facility completed recently. And John Calipari is calling Kentucky a basketball school. Now, I understand where he's coming from because everybody knows the story about Adolph Rupp and Bear Bryant, etc., from way back in the day. Kentucky has kind of always been known as a basketball school. However, Kentucky is a member of the SEC. Mark Stoops took great offense to John Calipari basically saying that Alabama and Georgia are football schools. Kentucky is a basketball school. Mark Stoops works his rear end off. Absolutely does. So I can understand why he would be upset about this. Uh, he not only clapped back at him on Twitter, but also went in on a press conference about this. And it has led me to this question. Is Kentucky a football school or a basketball school? Like I, That didn't used to be a question. So the fact that we're even at this point is pretty impressive for Mark Stoops. Uh, what he has built in Lexington with that program is nothing short 
of just incredibly impressive, right? Because Kentucky has always been an also-ran. They were chalked up as a W on everybody's schedule forever, and what he has done is, I'm not going to say miraculous because they've got the money to be able to do it, but he's got a plan in place, and he is able to compete with the big dogs, right? He has done a magnificent job there, uh, but he is, you know, he said, I don't care what anybody says about their program. That's not my business. It's not, it's not my lane. But when you start talking about our program and others that we compete against, I don't do that. I stay in my lane. That's in defense of my players, in defense of the work we've done. Believe me, we want to continue to push, but don't demean or distract from the hard work and dedication and commitment that people have done to get to this point. Now, the biggest thing, he said, I, listen, we all know this program wasn't born on third base. Some may, but I can promise you this football team didn't wake up on third base. They did a lot of work. We did a lot of work. He ain't happy about this, and I can understand it. So once Calipari gets back from the Bahamas, I'm sure they will figure this all out. It is what it is. Calipari is pushing to get his own facilities. He wants new facilities, and I understand it. But he's also paid a king's ransom to be the basketball coach at Kentucky, and he ain't won a national championship in a long time. With the recruits and the talent that he brings in and what he already gets, it's not like any of these programs at Kentucky go wanting. They all get what they need. The the rifle program has won multiple national championships. The cheer program doing the same thing. They all get what they need, right? And at Kentucky, Calipari is used to being at places where he can just run the ship. He does whatever he wants to do, and that ain't flying here. Mitch Barnhart is coming back and saying, yo, you have done, you have got plenty. We are not just going to bend over backwards for you just because you're the basketball coach at this school. Look, is it safe to say that any SEC school is now considered a football school with the amount of revenue that comes in from these TV contracts for football? I think that makes the most sense because it's not basketball that's paying the bills. Like at, at a school like Kentucky, football is 100% paying for everything. Bottom line. So football is significantly bigger even at Kentucky than it is uh, than the basketball program is. I'll say that. So cheers to Mark Stoops for actually standing up and not just sitting back and taking it. Uh, the fact that he has stood up and said something, I think this helps recruiting. I think this is going to piss off his players enough to get them fired up for the season. I know that I picked them to go 7-5. and five. Maybe this is worth another win. I mean, who knows? Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But, man, what, what an awesome, ridiculous, ridiculous time that we have seen in the state of Kentucky here. All right, let's hit some ads. We'll talk about some things, some injuries on the backside. Let's check out some things you should know about. Visit winningcureseverything.com to find everything you need to know about us, including full shows in video or podcast form, gambling picks, merch, the gear we use, and more. If you want more content from me, Gary, visit BetUSTV.com. I host the How to Gamble on Sports Show and, from August through January, the BetUS College Football Show. You can subscribe to both on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com slash store to see what all we've added. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And now, back to the show. All right. Now, the Notre Dame broadcast team for the 2022 football season has been announced, and it is not going to be Mike Tirico this year in that bunch. Instead, you've got Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett. Now, what I'm curious about on this, how do Notre Dame fans feel about this? I think they're fine with Jack Collinsworth. He is an alum from Notre Dame, but I want to know, from actual Notre Dame fans. You guys jump into the comments, like the video if you have not done so already. I would certainly appreciate that. But I I want to know the thoughts on this because Jason Garrett seemed pretty good in that role last year on Sunday Night Football. Um, Jack Collinsworth has been okay. But this feels like a B team. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this. You guys tell me because I... I wonder if Notre Dame is realizing, hey, wait a minute, uh, NBC is going to put all their focus on their Big Ten games in the future, and we're going to sign this deal with them, and we're not going to be treated as a priority. You know, if, if maybe maybe this works out fine, maybe everything's good, but I, I look at it, and I'm just, I'm not sold on this, maybe. Um, I'm curious to know what Notre Dame fans think. I, I would love for you guys to jump in the comments and tell me your thoughts on it because I I just do not know. I have no idea what to make of this. Now, let's talk about Notre Dame, the football team, for just a bit. Uh, it was announced over the weekend that Tyler Buckner will be QB1 for the Irish in Week 1 against Ohio State. Uh, this one's interesting. Of course, uh, uh, he was named the starter for week one, and he appeared in 10 games last year. And honestly, his mobility, and, you know, he wasn't deadly accurate with the football, but I think that he has gotten better as far as his passes go. I I think he was always going to be QB1, right? That's just kind of what it feels like. Um, do, we, do we think that he, like, is he better than the other guys? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I can't wait to see what's actually going to happen, but I am excited 
to watch him play because uh, between him and Pine, like I, I thought that Buckner was better uh, pretty much all of last year. I, he just seemed like the better athlete, et cetera. Uh, he was a four-star recruit in the 2021 recruiting class. Um, you know, he just he looked like the better overall player. So I think this is going to be good. Uh, the injury news, Avery Davis, torn ACL, out for the year. He was a coach on the field. I mean, that's just a, a massive, massive spot there. Um, they're going to miss him. They're going to be because he's a leader in that locker room, uh, and he was last year. I mean, he's he was out, you know, last year with an injury. Now he's out this year with an injury. Just sucks. Just sucks. Uh, we'll hit on some other injuries as well. Uh, let's jump into this one right quick. Xavier Thomas, defensive end at Clemson, out four to six weeks. Uh, this is, you know, this hurts. This one hurts. Um, now, it's, it, four to six weeks is not crazy, right? Uh, four weeks from now is September 10th. So that's week two of the season. Six weeks is September 24th. If you look at their schedule, uh, you start out at Georgia Tech, you got Furman, you got Louisiana Tech, and you got at Wake Forest. Uh, then you got NC State. You know, NC State's going to be the big one, and that's in week five. That would be seven weeks after the injury. So if you can get him back to where he's able to at least go through walkthroughs, et cetera, by week six, then you can have him back playing in week, uh, well, I guess this technically would be college football week five against NC State. That's what you're gunning for, I think, because I think without Sam Hartman, you don't have to worry too much about Wake Forest. Don't think you got to worry too much about Louisiana Tech, Furman, or Georgia Tech. And so, and this is a position where they've already got a ton of depth anyway. Uh, this was a really, really good defense last year. Going to be a really good defensive line again this year, uh, with or without Thomas. But obviously, having Thomas, all conference player, that's going to be helpful as we go into the rest of this season. Um, I got so many questions about Clemson. They're number four. In the the preseason poll, we already talked about that a little bit, but I'm, eh, four might be a little bit high. I, I want to see what they look like with the different coordinators, right? That's what I really want to see. All right, and we'll hit on this right quick. Uh, da, 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 Texas injuries. Whew, you want to talk about a painful scrimmage. Good gracious. Uh, Isaiah Nair, the wide receiver transfer from Wyoming, he is out for the season with a knee injury. And offensive lineman, Junior Angelou. I hope I said that right. Or Ang- Angelo. Angelo? Angelo? You guys correct me in the comments. Let me know. Um, both season-ending knee injuries. You had a running back go down, etc. The real questions, of course, are... Uh, you, got some, you got some controversy coming up at the quarterback position. <laughs> I want to know about Hudson Card taking the reps with the ones. Uh, you've also got a Jai Hall that is suspended currently, the wide receiver that came over from Alabama. They're, the offense could look a lot different than what we assumed it would look like. That's not to say that they don't have talent. Obviously, Bijan Robinson is there. Uh, he's going to help out whoever the quarterback is for sure. you got Xavier Worthy. you got dudes. There are plenty of dudes. But I think Nair was considered... Uh, a special player, and he was really going to show out this year, I feel like. Uh, Junior Angelou, Angelo, however you say it, God bless America, uh, he was an incredibly important part of that offensive line because he was the veteran. He was the leader of the offensive line. He returned the most experience from last year. What is that offensive line going to look like? Now you've got a bunch of freshmen. 
that are going to be playing. Uh, I believe the guy that was backing him up this season is supposed to be a freshman. So we'll see what happens with that with Texas. But, man, you want to talk about a costly, very costly um, at scrimmage. I mean, just brutal. And it feels like, I've said this multiple times. I keep going over some of these injuries. It feels like there are more injuries happening in fall camp this year than I have ever seen. But it's kind of, it's done this for the last few years. And I don't know what the situation is. Is it, uh, is it the type of turf that these guys are on? Is it uh, the strength and conditioning programs that are not catching up to the sports science stuff? Like, what is happening? Why are we getting so many more injuries than usual? Or am I crazy? Is it just the amount of news that we're seeing now? And this is, it's been this way forever. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm, whew, that is a costly, costly scrimmage for the Texas Longhorns because, man, uh, that just, I, I hate that. I really hate that because I was so excited to see Isaiah Nair. I mean, he was a, just a PPA stud. That's predicted points added stud, right? It's statistically, he was awesome. So we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what ends up happening. All right, we're going to hit uh, one more round of ads, and then I've got uh, a lot on the backside for sure. Let's check out some things you should know about. Follow the show on Twitter at Winning Cures, and you can follow Gary at Gary WCE. You can also follow on Facebook. Got your own podcast or web show? Looking to start one, or you're just curious how we look and sound so good? Well, we've got all the gear that we use listed on our gear page on the website. If you order using our links, you'll be supporting the show too. Subscribe on YouTube to get not only full Winning Cures Everything shows, but individual segments and other goodies as well. We're over 6,000 subscribers, and our goal by the end of the year is 7,500. If you're interested in advertising on a show that reaches over 80,000 unique football fans per month during the season, send an email to Gary at winningcureseverything.com, and we'll put together a plan that best fits you or your business. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. And now, back to the show. All right, now let's dive into uniforms. That's right, that's right. You know we got to talk about it. The Miami Knights uniform that was revealed just not that long ago. Uh, you can look through if you're watching on YouTube. You see the screen here. Uh, but I am, like one, they look awesome, right? I want to know what Miami fans think about this uniform design. I think it looks really cool. Uh, the neon kind of lights and whatnot that they have. I, it does look awesome. I will I will certainly say that. Um, but here's my question. If you're going to come out about a month ago 
and talk about having no turnover chain because you know you got to focus on you know building the right culture and building this program etc and the turnover chain doesn't really fit that does this uniform combination kind of go against everything that he was talking about when it came to the turnover chain like I understand not using the turnover chain because it's not your idea etc I probably would have done away with it anyway it's just flashing out these fancy new uniforms after saying that the turnover chain is not uh, culturally combining with your program. I, it seems a little weird to me, right? Now, he did the same thing at Oregon, right? Oregon has all the flashy uniforms, etc. Kids love it. Uh, it helps out with recruiting because recruits want to play in this kind of stuff. I understand it. It certainly helped Oregon with being one of those innovative programs that's constantly moving forward as far as the uniform game is concerned. But in this situation, it just seems a little strange. Uh, But I like it. I really do like it. So Miami fans, you guys jump in here and tell me what you think about this. I like the uniforms. I really do. But I want to know what you guys think. Next on the board, the college football playoff locations have been announced for 2025 and 2026. I got the uh, PDF from the CFP, so I'm tossing it up here for you. Bill Hancock, executive director of the College Football Playoff, uh, announced today that the CFP's management committee has selected the sites for the 2025 and 2026 national championship games. 2026 is happening at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. And, of course, uh, the 2025 one. It says... uh, was also confirmed. An announcement on that site will be made in the near future. It's Atlanta. They're going back to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Atlanta and Miami both perfect spots to host college football playoff championship games. Uh, For whatever, like the Rose Bowl is perfectly fine. Indianapolis seemed pretty good last year. I think I I heard a lot of favorable favorable reviews from that. Uh, But dating back here, we're going to look at exactly who they've got. Uh, Dating back to 2015. You had AT&T Stadium in Arlington, so Jerry World. You had uh, Glendale, Arizona, where the Cardinals play, of course, uh, outside of Phoenix. In 2016, 2017, Tampa Bay, of course, Raymond James Stadium. 2018 was Atlanta. 2019, of course, that one is the one that did not go over very well, uh, where they started talking about CFP expansion, etc., because there was no hype around that. It was Alabama and Clemson again. And that one was in San Francisco, and nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody cared. It wasn't San Francisco. It was Santa Clara, which is outside. It's in the Bay Area, regardless. So the 49ers Stadium. New Orleans in 2020. uh, 2021 was Miami. 2022, this past year, was Indianapolis. And, of course, this season, we have Los Angeles. And 2024, which is after the 2023 season, will be Houston. So L.A., Houston, Atlanta, and Miami are the next ones up. And I like it. Like, continue to go with the ones that you know are good, right? And they're going to continue to bid this thing out, et cetera. Uh, But I I will go ahead and tell you, 2026, when this thing goes to Miami, that's the last one that's actually scheduled. That's the last one that's contracted. So who knows what to expect after that? Obviously, we will get an expanded playoff, et cetera, eventually, uh, because all these guys are talking about it. It's going to end up happening. But... Stick with the sites where you know that the fans will have a good time, that it's good for the media, that it's good for the teams getting to the stadium, etc. 
Just go with what you know. Like, just continue to do that, and I think you will have a very good product to put on the field and to put out on TV to the fans, etc. cetera. Uh, along with that, we'll move over to this. Interesting topic. I'm trying to hit on a lot of stuff today. It's still a shorter show than usual, uh, but I'm trying to go through as many different news topics as I can because I missed Monday and didn't really get to talk about a ton of uh, news over the weekend on the Thursday show because we had Bob Thompson. If you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to the Bob Thompson interview on last Thursday's show. Really, really good stuff. He's the uh, the former president of Fox Sports. EA College Football 23. 247 Sports did a really interesting article. I think Brandon Marcello is the one that actually wrote this thing. He was incredibly smart by diving into everything that you would want to know about the CFP, uh, the college football game coming out for EA Sports in July of 2023. That is still scheduled to be out in 2023. But here were the biggest news topics that came out of this. Uh, go over to 247 Sports and read this article for sure to get everything else. I'm going to give you two little nuggets here. Uh, the game will be built using the Madden engine. Now, a lot of people that are diehard gamers, etc., are irritated about this. But I will tell you this. I don't care if it was built on the NCAA 14 engine. I would be perfectly fine with it because I want to play the game. Period. I want to play EA Sports college football. So, and I'm, I'm ready for updated rosters and I'm ready for this and that. And yes, I already know about CFB revamped. I still play it on my PS3, etc. I've got a PS4. Uh, the reason I bought the PS4 is because I assumed uh, that eventually we, we would get an NCAA football game. But regardless, we didn't. Uh, now, I mentioned the PS4 because this new game will not be available for older consoles. And so no PS4, no Xbox One, whatever. Uh, I believe it's down here somewhere. They do talk about uh, fan favorite features uh, expected to return, which would include Dynasty and Road to Glory, etc., Throwback uniforms. Will real coaches be in the game? Uh, Where is this? I read it in here somewhere. But regardless, it will not be available on the older consoles. So you will have to have a PS5 or whatever the new Xbox thing is. And that sucks for me. I don't know how many of you have tried to purchase PS5s, but they are in really short supply right now and have been for ever since they came out because we're having the uh, the chips issue, right? You can't get the chipsets, so they can't make as many PS5s as they want to, and those PS5s are like $500. I mean, it's pretty expensive, but I'm going to have to buy a $500 console to buy a $70 game, and that may be the only game that I play on this thing. I'm still going to do it because that's what I do. And I have since I was very little. But, yeah, I absolutely love the NCAA football game. Cannot wait to get more information as it continues on. We're a little less than a year away from having a new NCAA football game. Uh, and it's not NCAA, sorry. Uh, EA Sports College Football. So, NCAA won't be announced or won't be involved with this one for sure. All right, we're going to hit one last topic here. Notre Dame... And their NBC thing. Now, we already hit on some Notre Dame, but I do want to toss this one up there because uh, John Oran announced it today. He said, NBC's soon-to-be-announced Big Ten deal means, one, Notre Dame is likely to remain independent. I've been saying that for a while. 
If you watch this show, you already know that because if they if the Big Ten signed with NBC, that gives shoulder programming for NBC's Notre Dame games, which makes those games more valuable, which means that they will probably pay a pretty penny to Notre Dame for that. They should be able to get close to what they were asking, which was $75 million a year in their media rights. But remember, those media rights include NBC, the ACC rights, and their college football playoff revenue that they do not have to share with anybody. So, uh, and then it says number two, Expect the return of the Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry. I'm interested in this. Now, it, I think the majority of football fans are. Uh, these two teams were playing as recently as just a few years ago, but I, I, I like what I'm seeing with this because I want there to be more. I want more information. Um, let's, uh, let's take a look at what he actually says regarding it. Uh, he says... There's been speculation Notre Dame could command a rights fee upward of $75 million, um, et cetera. It says, obviously, Notre Dame would remain independent if it agrees to a new rights deal, but its association with NBC and NBC's new association with the Big Ten make it likely that the Fighting Irish would add more Big Ten games to its schedule. Now, you would have to do that in order for the... What's the word? Uh, In order for Notre Dame to get those primetime games... They're going to have to be against Big Ten teams. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, It says, in other words, expect a return of Notre Dame's rivalry with Michigan before 2033, which is when they are next scheduled to meet. The two last played in 2019. This season, Notre Dame has one Big Ten school, Ohio State, and one soon-to-be Big Ten school on its schedule. So I think you are going to see more Big Ten Notre Dame games. uh, But we'll see. We'll see exactly when or how the schedule is going to work, etc. I think a lot of people's schedules are just going to be thrown out the window. Very soon. Very, very soon. All right. You guys have been fantastic. I certainly appreciate you being with me tonight. Uh, Again, that schedule, Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, This will be after the Week Zero games, but Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. The podcast comes out on Monday morning. Tuesday night, we'll have some segments on the YouTube, but the podcast comes out on Wednesday. And then Thursday, 6 p.m. live and the Pick'em Show, etc. That podcast will come out on Friday. Don't forget, Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be doing the BetUS College Football Show, and we have a show tomorrow. That's right. I'm very excited about this. So go ahead, make sure that you are subscribed to that channel. There's a link in the description for you to check it out. So go on and subscribe over there. And if you're not already, subscribe right here. If you've watched this long, I mean, what are you doing? Right. If you've listened on the podcast this long, go over to YouTube and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, go over to the podcast and subscribe. Make sure that you've got everything taken care of before we dive into football season in the next week and a half. That's right. There's a lot to dive into next week, so make sure that you are ready. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Go to winningcureseverything.com, all of that fun stuff. Uh, and with that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, all of you tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And make sure to leave a nice five-star review. You can follow Gary on Twitter, at GaryWCE. And the show is at Winning Cures. Be sure to check out the merch in our web store and share the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.